Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to the Chat with Leaders podcast, where we amplify the voices of today's best examples of leaders who are using their influence as a force for good. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Adam Boydnott, the CEO of Highlane out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Highlane was recently awarded number one best places to work by the Charlotte Business Journal, and he was introduced to me by Brian Ben, CIO of Atlanta Housing, another amazing servant leader I chatted with back in episode 51. And when Brian tells me that I have to talk to somebody, I listen. Adam has over 20 years of technology and consulting experience under his belt, and perhaps more importantly, is a leader who's all about using his gifts as a force for good, as a remarkable steward to his family, community, and company, which he serves with a lot of grace. We unpack the topic of creating an egoless culture in this episode, and Adam brings a lot of great wisdom to the conversation that you won't want to miss. Enjoy. Welcome to Chabot Leaders, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. You're become good friends with Brian Ben, who was on the show before, who I respect implicitly and and so glad that he put us in touch. It's been a wonderful journey getting to know you so far. Yeah, it's been great to get to know you and Brian and uh, you know any friend of Brian's as a, uh, as a friend of mine. I think that's exactly what I said to you the very first time we met too. So, that's right. That's uh, good right. Good people. Always good to surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm really excited to unpack the theme today, Adam, because I think you've done a terrific job building your organization through the lens of an egoless culture. And I always think culture and leadership is always the best when when ego is kind of set to the side and there's humility and trust and just a great culture built on that foundation. So I wanted to ask you first, how has your past experiences shaped your intentionality as a leader to build your culture at Highline around the lack of ego? In my past experiences, I've been in really large companies all the way down to just me when I started this at Highlane, you know, three and a half years ago. I've seen a lot of different people as I've kind of come up, both peers and leaders. And what I've always gravitated toward is more servant leadership type of folks who were leading me and who, who kind of shaped me as a leader. And one of the things that I've also noticed is people with big egos may be difficult to wrangle during the day, but ultimately their career path you know, levels out and, and their organizations that they're running, even if it's a small silo of a company, never reaches its full potential. And one of the things we've done really well here in our culture is we've brought people in who are very talented and low ego, which sometimes is hard to find for sure. And we're very lucky that we've been able to create that here. Yeah. Interesting when you vet that, is there a way or maybe like a, an interview question or two that you can point to that you uh, will often go to, to ensure that you're kind of diving into that and vetting out the lack of ego? We have a four-step process when we interview and it starts with when we're just recruiting and finding people, right? In our um, employee engagement team, when they have those initial conversations, if there's a hint of that at all in there, you know, if somebody tries to big time the recruiter or push them around or be difficult, we just walk away from them, no matter how talented they are. And everyone's kind of got the red button in the interview process, right? If anyone says no, it's a no. And, you know, as hard as that is sometimes, because each of us can individually get passionate about a candidate, it always is the right choice when that happens. So that's, yeah. you know, we, and we take a hard look at it. I mean, we, we look at the technicals, obviously, of people who come onto our team as a technology consulting firm, but it is ultimately critical to our culture, not only internally, but externally, as we serve customers 
that we have those type of folks in the company. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard tons of stories of how people, you know, treat you know, a recruiter or somebody interviewing them. And I mean, you can try that here. It's, you're just not going to continue on in the process. It's everyone, not just the decision maker. And it's the person that greets you at the front desk or anyone that you engage with within the organization. It's always good to kind of take a temperature of like, Hey, what was your first impression of this person? And mm-hmm. could you see them working here? And so leveraging your team and your people like like that is brilliant. Adam, how do you evaluate whether or not you're personally living up to that expectation as a CEO, as you empower your team to hold one another accountable to that same standard of living in egoless culture? And I think day in and day out, it's easy if you just look at what you're doing and saying, okay, did I do X, Y, and Z right today? And, and I think that's easier for people to look at and draw a clear line to. What I actually try to do is Watch and see how the team is treating each other internally and then treating the clients externally. And if what they're doing matches up to what you know we say we are as an organization, then as leaders, we've been successful, right? Oftentimes, I've seen people who will say, look, I'm a great leader, right? I, I delegate, I support X, Y, and Z. And then you look at their organizations and it's a disaster. I'm like, well, I mean, you think you're a good leader. The results would tell you differently. And that's one of the things in our culture that's really important is is we don't lie to ourselves and we're results focused. So, mm. you know, the results are what they are. And, and uh, you know, oftentimes we'll use the phrase, well, your results don't lead me to believe that. Right. That's good self and social awareness and, you know, emotional intelligence overall is, is being able to confront those realities and not just allow yourself to believe one thing to be true because you're too hard headed to evaluate the reality of things and examine yeah. that closely. Yeah. As a leader, your result is how other people perform, right? And how your organization performs as a whole, not how you perform. And, right. you know, when I, when I talk, I've heard from other leaders who are complaining about their people, their organization, but, hey, I'm a great leader. I'm going, well, I mean, yeah. you got to reevaluate your results and, and, and understand, is it something you're doing or do you truly have a people or an organizational problem? And the irony of it, it really takes the pressure off of you to be perfect at everything, right? And to tell yourself, hey, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm constantly self-evaluating, constantly improving, constantly looking through the lens of what can I do better? What can the team be doing better? And, you know, just that continuous improvement, I think, is what makes the magic sauce, as they say. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, it came up yesterday. We have a diversity and inclusion group here at Highland. And yesterday we were having some conversations within that group. And I finished the conversation saying, hey, you know, every time I talk to this group, I learn something. And when I learn something in this group, it reminds me of how ignorant I really am, you know, and we have to be understanding of that. And we have to continually educate ourselves and have conversations and those type of things that make us better, not as only as leaders, but as people for the brief time we're here. Yeah. Well, I would imagine whether they express it or not, they appreciate your humility in that and your acknowledgement of the impact they're having in your organization and giving them a a voice because it's impossible for us to have it all figured out and, and always good to bring in the opinions and the expertise of others in those important initiatives as well, particularly today. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org. 
Adam, in what ways have you focused your team on acts of kindness and genuine expressions of compassion towards each other, your clients, and in the community, particularly during the pandemic? So we do something that you know seems simple, but it really kind of resonates. And we started this probably 18 months ago, maybe longer. We do a team meeting every Friday morning. Whole team gets together. And sometimes we go the full hour. Sometimes we don't. But one of the things that we morphed into is at the end, we do a shout out. And that's anyone on the team can shout out anyone else for any reason. It can be, hey, you helped me with this project or, you know, you're killing it for this client to, hey, you know what? I was struggling during the pandemic. And you reached out to me and we talked about personal stuff and that helped me out. And I just wanted you to know that that's going on. So we have that as kind of woven into the fabric is our you know, kind of our day to day, you know, every week, you know, that's coming up. And, you know, some weeks, you know, that session will go 20 minutes, you know, sometimes and sometimes, you know, just five minute session, right? I mean, it, it, there's no directive on it. You know, everyone has to say something. It's just as you feel you know, led to do, then you should do that. Another thing that we've done recently, and we're closing it out this month is we're doing a pay it forward program. So just encouraging people on uh, national kindness day, I think is April 28th. That's when we're closing our campaign, but to go out and pay it forward, it can be, you know, gave folks some ideas for things you can do without money. But we also said, if you spend money up to $50, we'll reimburse that. So trying Mm -hmm. just to get people to think differently. I saw this idea from another great leader here in Charlotte, Mark Mahoney at Jackrabbit Technologies. And I said, hey, you mind if I steal that? And, you know, not ashamed to give credit where credit's due, right? I mean, it was a great idea and his his firm did it and, you know, we did it too. And we've got a Teams thread where we're all talking about what we're doing, you know, individually for this Pay It Forward program, which, you know, just inspires others as you're going out there and you're in the community and you see something just to raise your awareness of it, to be kind to others as we mm. go, have we, as we've gone through the pandemic and now as we're coming out and returning back to normal life. Mm, that's a wonderful story. And, and and the beauty of things when it comes to social impact and paying it forward is that we're not in competition with one another, right? It, we can all be a force for good. And that's what this show is all about, is we like to bring in leaders that truly want to use their influence as a force for good. So it brings us mm-hmm. to for-profit leaders with social consciousness or conscious capitalism or B Corp leaders or nonprofit leaders that are truly putting their heart and their temporary citizenship on this earth as a leader towards being a force for good. And I found that life is more fulfilling when you're not the most important person in it and when we're truly out there to serve other people. So what a wonderful initiative that you guys are doing. How has it been received so far and what kind of feedback have you been hearing from your team? Really well. I mean, our team's thread is full of of things that people have done or places they're giving back. And then each Friday during this initiative, which is, I think spans, I think it was six to seven weeks somewhere in there. We've also talked about some of those things and we've kind of brought it up and we're not putting someone on the spot to say what you did, because again, I mean, we don't have a lot of high ego people. So they're not just mm-hmm. raising their hands to say, Hey, look what, look at me and look what I did. So we're kind of reading the stories from that team's chat, you know, for the group and saying, Hey, this is what we've done. This is what so-and-so has done. And, and it always sparks new conversation from mm-hmm. others in the company, you know, between each other and gives somebody a new idea to do um, out in the community. And as we go into the last week of this, you know, I feel like we're going to have even higher engagement as we lead up to that. We're going to do a lunch on the, uh, on the 28th and just, just talk about, Hey, what did we accomplish here and how did that go and how did we feel and, you know, just spend some time and intentional thought around kindness. 
Yeah, that's a really good thing to be intentional about. And the irony of it all is that as you're doing good and you're doing good things, there's this conscious altruism. And I think a lot of people that are altruistic or that want to serve in the community don't necessarily want to be boastful about it. And they just want to do it kind of privately and not have it be for profit. But the reality is, is that as our businesses grow, as we do more good things, as we allow ourselves to serve at a greater capacity, those things benefit our growth and serve our teams and their families and their ability to have a a larger impact. And so I think I talked to Mike Morris about this, Lee uh, Crump, who was on the show recently with the theme Pay It Forward. It's conscious altruism that it it all comes back and and you end up growing as a business because Mm -hmm. you are serving the community because people want to be like those kind of folks and they want to associate themselves with those that are making a difference in life. Yeah. And I think, you know, the intentional part is important because you have to build up the behaviors in order to sustain them, you know, kind of subconsciously too, right? We all seek to be good people, but when you force yourself to do something more intentional, then it can become a fabric of who you are, who your organization is. And that's the goal at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that point about the subconscious because the tension constantly pulls you towards the for-profit or the material mm-hmm. things or the things that really drive the scarcity mindset. You know, <laughs> if I'm not, if I'm doing too much of this altruistic stuff that I'm not necessarily going to earn enough or to be able to provide for my family or have enough income or whatever it might be. But uh, that's but right. It, always, always comes back to you. So well said. So amid the weight felt from the pandemic and the variety of societal issues that we've been facing, your team has been awarded the number one best place to work in the Charlotte Business Journal. So what would you attribute that remarkable achievement? Yeah. So I mean, we're a people-based business. We're a consulting firm that people not only are, you know, team members for Highlane, but they're also, frankly, the product, right? They're out there delivering services. And so our employee engagement team is really intentional on our culture. I mean, it's something we set out before we open the doors. Here's what we want our culture to be. Here's our mission statement. We test that you know, twice a year, make sure we're living up to it, You know, not only on the leadership level, but with the team and say, hey, what are we doing to support this? The pandemic threw new challenges at us, right? I mean, it was, we were all in the office. We were getting together monthly, You know, sometimes more than monthly, hanging out, having some fun team events, You know, building this great culture. And now we've thrown this curveball where for a while everyone was at home and then there was probably only two to three people ever coming into the office. So we had to solve that differently. Our employee engagement team took that task on and said, hey, you know, we're going to make sure we're connecting people differently. And there's some things we tried. It didn't resonate as well. And we morphed away from that, right? I mean, it goes back to the point where we're not lying to ourselves. It worked. It didn't work. Fine. Move on to the next idea. But one of the things that they did really well is they met with each person on a regular basis, not about work, but just, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Tell me about how things are going. And the conversation was important because, as you know, many of us didn't have an outlet other than who was in our four walls of our, of our home, right? And this was just an additional outlet not to talk about work. That wasn't the intent. It was just to stay connected as people, right? And I think they really embodied caring about the whole person, which is what we try to do here, right? would have been easy just to say, hey, we'll figure it out when we all get back together in person. And they solved a problem that you know hasn't been a problem in a hundred years with this pandemic. And uh, I'm really thankful to them for that and you know their leadership around that in our organization. And then again, it goes back to our people. I hear stories all the time of someone helping someone else personally outside of work. I heard a story about one guy helping somebody else move and you know, we all hate moving, but you know, raised his hand and said, man, I got you. I'll help you. 
And it's just cool stuff when you see people taking care of each other. And at the end of the day, that's the good stuff. That's how you know the culture's real. It's not a ping pong table in the cafeteria. It's not, you know, a keg in the kitchen. It's it's how you treat each other day in and day out. And what are your interactions daily? And that's your culture. You know, the other things are fun. and They add up to something. But what you do for, you know, 40 plus hours a week, that's what matters. Yeah. What are your beliefs and values and how are you living them out organizationally and what an inspiration that you've been able to see that. So, uh, and hopefully that's part of the new normal going forward, right? That we realize that we need to be more intentional about social connection. That's why I wish at the beginning of this, they called it physical distancing because (laughs) we still have the opportunity to be socially, spiritually connected, intentional with one another. And uh, it's a wonderful work that you're doing. This was such a great time with you, Adam. Thanks for sharing your reflection, your thoughts on this. And I've learned a lot and, and I hope our listeners do too. If they wanted to follow more about you, your leadership and your company, where would you send them? So I would start with, uh, you know, obviously we have a website, highlane.com, but then our LinkedIn page has a lot. If you follow Highlane on LinkedIn, there's a lot of, you know, kind of stories, you know, the work we do, the technical stuff's out there too, but some of the, uh, you know, the cultural stuff's out there as well. But I would encourage people to, uh, you know, take a look at that and engage with us there. We'd be happy to have a public conversation through a, a social network as well. Yeah. Well, I encourage that as well. And we'll certainly be posting all those links on our website, chatwithleaders.com when this releases. Adam, thank you again for your gift of time and sharing your wisdom this morning. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. I enjoyed it. My pleasure. Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.